The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On that day, as evening drew on, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took Jesus with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. A violent squall came up and waves were breaking over the boat, so that it was already filling up. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. They woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind and the sea, and said to the sea, Quiet, be still. The wind ceased, and there was great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? They were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this whom even wind and sea obey? The Gospel of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, it is a great joy to be with you all this morning, and um, it's a true blessing, as, uh, as I wrote in the bulletin, that my first Sunday as pastor is Father's Day, and uh, just grateful to our Lord and, and to the bishop for, for entrusting me with this responsibility of being your pastor, and, and ask your prayers that that I truly listen to our Lord in everything I do. So last night, I, I kind of held back a little bit on introducing myself, and then some friends rebuked me. And so, um, so I'll tell you a little bit more about, about myself this morning. Um, so just a little bit about my vocation and, and my background. So I, uh, I grew up in Michigan, and, and my father is an Irish immigrant. So my father grew up in Ireland on this little town on the west coast of Ireland called Enniscrone. And when he was about 19, he fell in love and got married and had two daughters and a son. So my sister Donna was born in England and then raised by her Italian grandmother in Ireland. And now she's married to an Italian who runs an Irish pub in Rome. And, uh, and my sister Jacqueline was born in Ireland. And then my, my brother Mark was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So my father moved here when he was about 22. Mark was born. When Mark was about two years old, um, my father and Mark's mother divorced. And, and my father really abandoned that family and, and never had relationships with any of them. And he moved around the country and he ended up in Michigan. So my mother grew up in Michigan, and when she was in high school, she fell in love and got married and had two sons, my brothers James and John. And when John was about four years old, they also got divorced. So dad made it to Michigan. He met my mom. Yes, I was born. And then about two weeks short of my second birthday, my mother died of cervical cancer. So within about a year, my dad married my stepmom, and they had two daughters and a son. My sister Sarah, my sister Katie, and my brother Kevin. 
And when I was a sophomore in college, they also got divorced. So that's how I became the family life office director for the diocese. <laughs> All right, but that is the family that our Lord gave me. It's the family I grew up in. It's the family I learned how to pray in. It's the family he called me out of. And... And, you know, as we're celebrating Father's Day, it's really important that we're all grateful for the circumstances that our Lord gave us because, like, the circumstances that he gives us are perfect for our life. You know, and he knew, he, like, he knows all these things. And, and so coming from that background, there, there's two things that I'm really passionate about. And, and you might know I'm the family life office director for the diocese for about the last nine years. And, and so one is, like, building strong family life. Right? And the family as the domestic church and, and, and really like the thriving of the family is the foundation for a thriving of a parish. And, and the second one is that is really that everything can be healed. And, and so so I'm very passionate about like healing ministries and like helping people who are struggling and people from families that maybe look like mine, you know, like people from families that aren't the ideal. And, and for me. You know, oftentimes I, you know, I, I went to graduate school in Rome in 2009 to study the church's teaching on marriage and family. And, and really, like, the beautiful teaching of the church just provoked my heart and made me realize, like, I got a lot of junk that needs to be healed. And, and I'm so grateful for that. Because as our Lord has brought those things to the surface in my life, and shown me that he was there for me. It's just brought incredible joy. It's just brought incredible joy. And, you know, and that's really like what we're all here for, right? We're all here because we need God. And, and we're all here because we desire joy. And so I'm also really passionate about joy. And in, in the gospel reading today, you know, our Lord, he, he's with his disciples and and you know it says that he left the crowd and and so he was with this big crowd of people and he's probably feeling really drained and they get in this boat and they start going across the lake and our lord just falls asleep in the stern and and it's such an interesting scene because then it says this storm comes and and the water is going up over the edge of the boat and they're worried they're going to sink and they're worried that they're going to be lost and they look over and our lord's just asleep And so they cry out kind of in terror, you know, like, like, Jesus, wake up. Don't you care that we're perishing? And then I always imagine, you know, our, our Lord kind of like looking up, you know, like, uh, quiet, be still, you know, and then all of a sudden everything calms down. And then he rebukes his disciples kind of, and he says, why are you afraid? Don't you yet have faith? Don't you yet have faith? And, and there's really kind of hope in that because I often think, you know, if I, if I was one of Jesus' disciples and I was walking with him every day and I could see him right in front of me, I would never have fear and I would never worry about anything and I wouldn't be anxious about anything and, and I would know for sure but then it says in scripture, like these people, they walked with them every single day and they still were terrified. They walked with him for three years. And at the Last Supper, Jesus says to Philip, have I been with you all this time and still you don't know me? 
And a way of thinking about that is, is that the Lord's just saying to them, I want more for you. Right? I want more for you. There's more for you. Because there's times in my life when I need to be reminded that there's more for me. And, you know, like, like last year, I needed to be reminded a lot that there's more for me. You know, like how many of us, like during all of the, what we've been through in the last year, two years, however long you want to measure it, have felt like, Lord, do you not care that we're perishing? Or I felt like life is crazy and the world is crazy and we're running around trying to like fix the crazy and we're like, Lord, why aren't you doing anything? And our Lord's just like sleeping in the stern of the boat. And really what our heart desires is our heart desires to be able to be sleeping in the stern of the boat like him. You know, what our Lord guarantees in this life is he guarantees that we can have peace in the midst of the world that's crazy. And so a question that we have to ask is like, how was our Lord able to do that? Right? How was our Lord able to do that? Just kind of sleep in the stern of the boat. One of the things I learned in my last retreat was it's okay to just, like, when, when we can't do something, to just ask our Lord, like, Jesus, how did you do that? You know, like, and so, Lord, like, how did you, like, sleep, or what, how did you sleep in the midst of all that craziness? And, and really what came to me in my prayer as I ask our Lord that question is, like, he, when he goes to sleep, he's really going to be with the Father. That, that as he goes there to rest, he's always resting in the Father. And, and so our Lord always knows that the Father is with him. He always knows the Father is with him. And he's always aware of the fact that he doesn't do anything by himself, but the Father does everything with him. He says things like, Don't, whoever sees me sees the Father. I can only do what I see the Father doing. So then the next question becomes like, well, Jesus, how did you learn how to do that? Like, how did you develop that habit? And really this kind of interesting thing comes to mind, which is that he learned it from his father, St. Joseph. And his mother. Because Jesus, his earthly father, always did what the Lord asked him to do, right? And, and he lived in a world that was kind of crazy. And, you know, like he was betrothed to Mary. Mary's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. He wants to get out of there. He was going to divorce her quietly. And then an angel comes to him in a dream and says, don't be afraid of taking Mary as your wife. And he's like, okay. And then his son is born in this manger. And, and a short time later, the same angel comes back to him and says, I want you to pack up your family and move to Egypt. How many of us, if we had a dream and an angel came and said, I want you to pack up your family and move to Arkansas, would be like, okay. But he does. And, and somehow, like St. Joseph has this faith that he knows that the Lord is going to take care of him. And he packs up his family and he moves to Egypt and they settle in. And our Lord starts to grow up in Egypt. Like Jesus took his first steps in Egypt. And he probably has friends in Egypt and he probably like goes to the playground and meets like other kids in Egypt. 
and, and he, has a, he has a life there. And one day, Mary and Joseph come to him and they say, um, okay, tomorrow we're leaving to go back to Nazareth. Why do we have to leave? Like, like, how many of us would say that? Did you ever move when you were a little kid? Like, why do we have to leave? And the only answer that they could have given him is the Lord has asked us to leave. Our Lord said it's time. And we always do what the Lord says to do because he's always protected us. And he will always protect us. And, and so he learned from them. In his humanity, he learned from them that the Father is always present to him. He learned from them that the Father always has his back. And, and it's an amazing, amazing vocation that St. Joseph had to, to be our Lord's Father on earth. You know, when we think about that, that means that God the Father is looking down at the world and he says, I need a human father who is going to remind the second person of the Holy Trinity, the incarnate Son of God, what I'm like. I need a human person to remind Jesus what I'm like. Somebody who will always be watching him and somebody who will delight in him and somebody who will protect him. I need someone to remind Jesus what I'm like. It's an amazing thing. And when we step back from that a bit further on this Father's Day, that means that he looked down at each and every one of you fathers and said, I need somebody in the world to show these children what I'm like. What a beautiful vocation that is. And it might be like awe-inspiring and it might be kind of like, oh man, I messed that up, right? But that's really the, that's the vocation of every mother and every father is to reveal to your children what God is like and, and to strive every day to learn what he's like. And learning what he's like means letting him father us and letting the Blessed Virgin Mary mother us and, and learning how much God really loves us because we're in relationship with him. You know, as I begin like this assignment as pastor, I'm well aware of the fact that like our Lord has asked me to reveal to you what he's like. And, and there's times that I'll fall short in that. But I know the only way that's possible is, is if my own heart stays close to his and and if there's one thing our Lord has taught me over the past few years is that like, I can't do anything unless he does it. I can't do anything unless he does it. And each of our first priorities has to be our own holiness because it's only from there that we can truly be God's image in the life of our young people and the life of our world and our community. And so there's two things that I'd really ask you to pray about over the next, the next few weeks. And, and, and the first one is, like, what do you need? Right, what do you need? And, and when I say, like, what do you need, like, don't be afraid of dreaming big. It's just, like, what do you need? And, and sometimes we're really bad at answering those questions because we're just like, I don't need anything. Or I just need you to stop preaching right now. Um, like, we can have those kinds of things. But, it, but, like, what do you need? Do you, like, do you need 
to grow in your marriage? Do you need to grow in, in parenting? Do you need help like navigating the crazy world that we live in as you raise your kids? Do you, do you need more formation in, in like liturgy? Or like what do you need? And, and the second is, like, just to ask our Lord, like, Jesus, what is your desire for our parish, right? What is your desire for our parish? And, and to listen to him in that. And, and to just start asking him, you know, every day, like, Jesus, what do you want for our parish? You know, because sometimes we forget to ask that. And, and I could come in as your pastor and just, like, push things on you and say, this is what we're doing. But... Like, that's not going to help anything, be if it's, like, my idea. Because my ideas are horrible, and our Lord's ideas are awesome. And so just to ask him that, you know. So just to pray about, like, what, what do you need, or what's, like, the desire that you have for you? And, and the other is, like I said, it's, Jesus, what is your desire for our parish? And, and I really am looking forward to getting to know you and listening to you and... And discerning with you, like, like what, what our Lord wants us to do together. And, and I'm really excited to see what that is, because what our Lord does is always so much better than, than anything I dream up in my own head, you know, when I'm in grandiose thinking mode. And so today, dear brothers and sisters, let us pray that our own hearts grow closer to the heart of our Lord, and, and that we learn to rest in his love in the midst of the storms in our lives. We pray particularly for all mothers and fathers and and that they may know and embrace and and grow in in the great vocation that that each of you have to, to be an image of God's love in the lives of your children. that our hearts may truly be transformed and and that we may be a sign of God's love and peace and grace and joy to each person that we encounter.